Collins is next. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Fun Point, a podcast with two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and with me, as always, is Dr. Brooks Oglesby, PhD. What's poppin'? What is popping, Jimbo? Uh, this week, we have a, a Patreon pick from beloved patron of the show, Barrier Trio, Bean. Bean. Uh, were you scared when you found out that we were going to listen to a group called Destroyer? Yeah, I've been working my legs a little bit lately, and I was a little bit worried that I was going to have to spend these two weeks in the crab core pose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not not a single and i'll i'll just i don't want to bury the lead i enjoyed this album quite a lot actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i was listening to it even like not even for podcast homework just sort of like as enjoyment while i was doing spreadsheet at work <laughs> just kind of for fun for your own personal yeah. yeah usually i don't do that with music usually it's like a punishment or some sort of yeah. some sort of task that i have to complete <laughs> uh-huh. um but but no i was i was enjoying like like melting into my spreadsheet while listening to an 11 minute song about like uh like breaking up with your wife or something mm-hmm. i don't know what any of the songs are about which mm-hmm. i guess we'll get to yeah we're gonna find that out today but yeah not a whole lot of kind of there was the the tone of the voice very rarely registered above i wouldn't even say a yell i would say more of a of a firm announcement uh, yeah which was i don't know pleasant. i don't know what surge system of a down would even like do with this album (laughs) he'd be he'd he'd be all messed up and mixed around he would have no idea why is he why does it sound like that it should sound the way that i like it um i spoilers i enjoyed this as well Uh, i you liked it because the whole album was in little finger voice i did like that he was constantly talking about ladders and and he's constantly singing like he knows a secret is what yeah i get out of it uh this album was so secretive that i found out like yesterday that there was a 20 minute track in the middle of it that wasn't on streaming but it's one of their most popular songs yeah it wasn't here i was looking through the genius and i said hold on a second i don't know that one uh yeah i didn't uh know the song the laziest river and then i looked it up and everybody was like uh actually i took it i think i was a big thing about this album is and i think we, we we spoke briefly in chat uh with with bean about how a lot of my enjoyment of this album was probably enhanced by having listened to Human Clay for the prior two weeks. Yes. No uh, disrespect to anybody who selected or listened to Human Clay. Oh, well, yeah. But we would agree with mm-hmm. that. But, like, th- listening to normal, the kind of music that I w- I would really like to have friends over and just sort of, like, Oh, let me just randomly pick an album out from my vinyl collection. Oh, Kaput Destroyer. Yeah, I'll put that on real quick. I'm playing in the background. Yeah. All of my music sounds like this. And then let's let's continue playing Scattergories. And then like 30 minutes in, somebody will be like, this one's kind of a groove, brother. What's well, this one? I oh, that's Kaput Destroyer. the news today. No. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no, hang on. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, yeah. I got bo- Yeah, somebody, somebody replaced all my wax in my sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, all I of the, like the, the clientele of destroyer and i don't know a whole lot about destroyer or new pornographers or mm-hmm. or uh joy behar's son who mm-hmm. is the lead singer mm-hmm. but all of the all like you know all you go to a creed song all of the youtube comments are just like you know skinner like mm-hmm. i i kneel for the cross and stand for the flag like that kind of shit mm-hmm. 
But all of the all of the YouTube comments for the Laziest River Destroyer are like paragraphs about how they're so grateful for this band because the first time they tried psychedelics, they like fully understood uh-huh. like the spirituality of God, not the Christian of God. Yeah. And, like, like the connectedness of of all beings together. Thank you so much, uh, Dan Behar. They all say, mm. and there's just, it's a real it's a real whiplash. Yeah, I not think. not to compare the experiences, but you know, Creed Human Clay. You have that one video of the guy throwing the big block of ice with the other guy harmonizing. Uh, that's a with yeah, that's good. Open. But this, it's like you you understand the universe and reach a Zen state that was previously thought impossible by humans, and it's hard to compare the two experiences you know yeah this is the kind of when you like when you when you and your brother like commit the taboo and like you get stuck in in like the white zone <laughs> yeah this is what like the white guy is listening to in there the whole <laughs> yeah. time that's like the only album he has in there uh and that's why he's smiling so serenely because he likes it uh you want to talk about chinatown first try yeah sure I, a thing i am enjoying is how uh especially how editorialized all of the comments on genius are Oh, sure. It's all a dick measuring contest, first, but in a great way. First item on the magnificent album, Kaput Destroyer, with a pop uh-huh. jazz bass. I, ho- I hope Dan sees this queen. And then every, like, comment is just a picture of Dan. Like, no commentary. Uh-huh. Just, just a photo of him looking into the distance being pensive or something. I mean, ever since I went to Hot Mulligans in concert, I just scroll through my camera roll and I'm like, this is Tades. This is my yeah. image of Tades. Would anybody like to see my Tades? Tades there. I got I got, I got, got some rare Tades to show everyone. Oh, Tades mentioned. Let's Tades, go. Tades mentioned. <laughs> uh, first track is Chinatown. This one's about uh, in Chinatown when it's it's hard to walk because it's there's this one's about Chinatown. Chinatown. Keyboard's memorable and intelligent lyric, song after song, gave way to a work of tranquility and sweetness only Behar may have made, despite being a rarity in his discography, preferring the more classic rock and heavy songs of five minutes on average. That's... Like, I don't even know what that means, but I I'm gotta, like, sure. I don't know if, that's, if that whole sentence needs to be revised or if it's the most, like, poignant statement about the Yeah, I feel like I'm just... reading James Joyce or something. Like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, too much predicate, or, like, there's no predicate, or something like that. Yeah, genius user, you made a Jabberwocky-ass comment, but I gotta respect you for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker sat on the keyboard and said, be biddly oat and don't and be bop and and don and or some shit. <laughs> but I'm feeling so tranquil and sweet as I as I enjoy it. Yeah. And it's interesting to go on the website, because you click on it, and a lot of people on the website at the same time think that the song Chinatown is Vancouver resident Dan Behar's seething critique of U.S. President Barack Obama, I think. Okay. Which, like, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my critiques as well. Well, when did this <laughs> come out? 2010? Yeah, probably. I mean... Yeah, that was really... Yeah, I, w- I wish I was, like, cool or not a teenager enough to, like, have problems with Obama by then. Yeah, but... I feel like that. that's... Uh, if we If we trace the lineage back, that's Obama's heel turn. In the general, uh, right public's eye, but uh, I was I was still under the thrall of John Stewart and Stephen Colbert. At exactly, the time. they had they had us. Uh, they had what us was mesmerized. That, what would you have me do? What am I going to do? Not go to the rally to restore sanity? Like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going. You're the one out of your goddamn mind, not me. Yeah. Hmm. And the song is also about how it's like hard to walk in Vancouver when it's like the month where you get eleven inches of snow, mm. which like seems hard, I guess. Yeah, that that does seem pretty difficult. Is it snowing up there yet? You guys? No, it it. There's been a couple days with the little flurries, but we we haven't had a snow day in like years, mm. and I really want that to happen. 
There was, I feel like you posted a video like six or seven years ago of you doing like tactical solid snake rolls in your front yeah, yard. Yeah, I would do snow. that every time there was a big snow, and I feel like I haven't done that for quite a few years at this point. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's probably nothing. A thing, a thing, well, y- you unfortunately didn't get to experience this, and I'm very sorry for that. But the yeah. best part of snow days as a kid wasn't just like staying home and having a day off school. It was waking up early and putting on the local news and watching the ticker at the bottom to see if your district was closed. Yeah, I watched Hey Arnold. That's right. I I remember when when Hey Arnold had to do that. And that's just another uh, way that our society is is different now and has changed because you can go on schoolwebsite.com and they'll say, no, don't come today. Yeah. That that takes all the excitement out of it. That's so sad. I know. That's what Chinatown's about. That's what Chinatown's about. I feel like I have learned so much about, like, Northeastern public schools through Hey Arnold that, like, mm-hmm. in my head, you went to school with literally, like, Sid and Stinky Yeah, and Stinky, Stinky was there, and Gerald, and we were friends. Uh-huh. And we had Mr. Simmons as fruits, our teacher. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would love... I... When I was a teacher, I think I modeled at least part of my my flow after Mr. Simmons. They he was kinda, a very inspiring They kind of to tortured me. that man, and he did not deserve it. Well, yeah, because, like, most oppressed man alive because he wears a cardigan. Yeah, exactly. I've been there. Yeah, done that. I related heavy. I relate. I fucked heavy with Mr. I fucked heavy with Mr. Yeah. (laughs) That one episode where they, like, they, like, beat his ass and killed him, and then, like, uh, Mr. Military came in and was a sudden set, and they realized that maybe their their soft beta teacher was nice after all. Don't it always seem to go. Yeah, and then they, like, sat in Stinky's big, big pumpkin and played cards and made up. Yeah, that was a great show. And then that's, they killed Sid for his shoes, and they, that was they did a great they, show. They jacked him for his foams, and uh-huh. uh, Sid kind of deserved it. Like, no, he should. He needs to fucking wear a hat that fits him. <laughs> yeah. you need to grow up. You're nine or ten years old, but yeah, you're in fourth grade. Grow up. Yeah, idiot. I'm gonna kick your ass, dude. Do you want to talk about blue eyes? Next, we have blue eyes. All uh, of our patron picks, all are all again. We talk about this all the time, but. When we originally envisioned this show, we thought, like, oh, everybody who listens to us wants to listen to, like, wants to hear us having listened to, like, Barney's Funhouse Adventures with mm. Baby Bop and and Big Man. Mm. Like, having to listen to that kind of shit, and <laughs> it would big be like a punishment that people would pay yeah. for. Mm-hmm. But it's, everybody picks albums that have the phrase pestle and mortar in it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they all have, it's all like Vashti Bunyan loved singing about how you oh, terrify yeah. the land. You are pestle and mortar. Mm-hmm. Your first loves to water. Uh, were you happy to to see the Everglades mentioned here? I a- didn't. I had never actually heard about the King of the Everglades, mm-hmm. which I was trying to Google briefly. Seems cool, unless he's an eco fascist, in which case mm-hmm. I I didn't mm-hmm. say that. Well, he's that a was, famous. Was br- he's a famous character in Florida for many years. Is what. In, in, well, con- that's in common in the popular culture. <laughs> that, okay, that's pretty good. That's probably what they're going to call, like, the magazines in the new Grand Theft Auto that's in Florida. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. Kids in my class are like, oh, Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out. The last one came out before I was born. And it's like, uh, you don't need to tell me that. You didn't need to say that, but class dismissed. Yeah, bro, I played Grand Theft Auto 3 when it came out. What are you talking about? Yeah. That shit was on PlayStation. <laughs> like, they probably feel the same way about, like, GTA Five that I did. Like, when I, I remember playing GTA Three and hearing that the first two were, like, top-down computer games, and mm-hmm. that shit made me sick to my stomach to even think about. Yeah, exactly. They don't even know about Nico's cousin, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. 
They didn't know about the one scene where the guy tried to jump over the fence and his foot got caught and he fell over. And it was That's funny. pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it wild that like you get, like we've all played Grand Theft Auto for 500 hours. And by that, I mean, like we've all started up the game, drove directly to the airport and stolen a plane until we died and then did that back and forth for 500 mm. hours. Mm-hmm. Isn't it wild that people like know about the characters and story and like have opinions i could not tell you the name of a single character plot event or like designated area in any of the grand theft auto games i think franklin's the guy that makes you go slow and that's the gameplay element that i like so i like that i like when you can drive slow i think those games feel like shit to play so that's my opinion if i'm oh so so you're in in line with you have the same opinion as Elon Musk, where he was like, you, I, the first mission I had to attack a police officer and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, well, my, my issue is you can't kill the police officers quickly enough. Like, you don't have bullet time, you don't have <laughs> it's high noon, you don't have, like, the BFG from Doom. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's my issue with the game. Right. Is that it doesn't allow you to do... That's, your... why, that's why you like Outer Wilds, because you can do that shit instantly. Exactly. Not, not you can only, just hit them yeah. all with the interloper. Exactly. Not only that, but every 23 minutes, every cop <laughs> in the universe dies. Uh, so that's kind of another plus in Outer Wilds' favor. Uh, <laughs> sure. That, that Grand Theft Auto could just never never accomplish. So uh-huh. good luck, Rockstar. Was... You've been working on it for 10 years. Keep it going. Yeah, that's <laughs> Until cool. you cause the heat death of the universe, don't talk to me. That's so cool that Rockstar 10 years ago was like, Florida Man's a big meme. Let's do it. Yeah, let's put this game out next year. Yeah, Uh-oh. sounds good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You, everyone's saying Florida Man. They're going to do Florida Man jokes. They're going to do Tiger King jokes, dude. Oh, there's... You're going to be able to go to to Plant City, Florida and go to Big Cat Rescue and ride the tiger. That's a that's a 100% lock on that one, brother. Yeah, there's definitely a mission where some where Florida man gets eaten by a tiger like canonically in a cutscene. Oh yeah, and it's like and then there's a news article where it's like the the wife is like and her name is like Baskin Robbins and she's like yeah. I I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. But I covered him in in catnip mm-hmm. it's gonna be really and i'm good. i'm gonna eat, to eat bath salts it's not only gonna be good it's gonna be funny it's gonna be good and it's gonna be funny i'm gonna be having a chuckle in 2025 when that shit comes out it's gonna be hard when it's like i'm gonna be reading Dunkin' egg four where like where dunk's doing that nasty shit and it's was, gonna be hard to put down but i was do gonna it. say what's coming out first you know i'm I am, this is like a sincere, I'm putting all of my, my irony and my bits aside. I 100% in my heart and soul believe that we are getting the Winds of Winter before Grand Theft Auto 6. Okay. And that's, <laughs> Just checking. I, I, I'm a little surprised that we didn't get it this year, mm-hmm. but. Well, we might. Posted, he just posted. <laughs> he might, we might. You never know. He said he's got a lot of work to do a couple days ago on his blog, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to be watching the Jets anymore, which is great news. That's great for us. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know that Zach Wilson is going on strike. He's not playing football until he gets to read it, so that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what Blue Eyes is about. Yeah, Blue Eyes, it's about, like, having a goth e-girl GF who, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you say, like, hey, baby, good morning, and then she sends you an image of, like, roadkill, and you don't know if she's mad at you or not, <laughs> if she, she just, likes the image. You just You just like the image. Yeah, no response. Yeah, you just yeah, you just send like a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next we have Savage Night at the Opera. Savage uh, Night at the Opera. Another Savage Night at the Cloud. 
We could we could talk like that for the rest of the episode, right? Yeah, I think that was a bad mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Infinite and so valuable. I heard your record is alright. This motherfucker said Quatrain. Yeah, get his ass. So I have been, I don't know if you've, if you've uh, seen it, but many people in, in PGOT Discord have been taken by Learned League, uh, yeah. the daily trivia game. Yeah. Every day they're asking me some shit that's like, oh, have you read uh, Ode on a Grecian Urn? And I'm like, yeah, in college. Give me those points. Um, yeah, let's go. And it just feels, it, it, every day I have some type of slumdog millionaire moment where I close uh-huh. my eyes and I'm like, yes. British literature, too, of course. I remember this yeah. quite easily. I hate when trivia is like, how many vertices in a dodecahedron? I'm like, go fuck yourself. Go nobody fuck should. Yourself. Nobody knows that, and nobody should know that. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. But when they're like, when did the Simpsons movie come out? I'm like, July 27, 2007. No fucking problem. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're just getting the question that says, like, does John Milton is gay? And writing the answer is, of course. Yes. And then, and yeah. then getting full credit for does it. Herman, does Herman Melville is gay with Nathaniel Hawthorne, even though one of them wrote the greatest book and one of them wrote the worst the book? Worst. Yes. Yes. That's that's the issue. It's the, it's the human yeah. heart in conflict with itself. Opposites attract. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so Brother, if they talk about- if they so fixated on him? You know? If they- it, you could have had anyone, King. Uh, if, they, if they talked about <laughs> you quatrains, pulled anybody in 1830. <laughs> if they're bringing up quatrains, that's like easy mode. That's like a zero point question for me. It's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. awarding anything for it. Um, yeah, I you might as well. Man, I quatrains fucking sucked. I remember <laughs> when it was like when it was like Limerick Day in English mm-hmm. class. That was fun. Haiku Day. That was easy. Mm-hmm. Because the teacher really, it didn't have to be a good haiku. You just had to follow the rule. Mm-hmm. Like you could, re- I'm sure you could just go in there and be like Fortnite Burger One, for, Fortnite, Fortnite Burger One Two Three, Fortnite yeah. Burger One, and yeah, like, and exactly. then mm-hmm. you'd, you'd get an A. That was yeah, kind of nice. I like that one. Yeah, I'm th- someone's there talking about fucking like leaf floating on wind, and then you get also get an A for writing Fortnite Burger. <laughs> Fortnite Burger, yum. And then I get, do remember, I think the first time I ever felt creatively stifled was when, like, I got into whatever, like, middle school English honors, and the teacher was like, your haiku also has to be about, like, the seasons in some way. And I was like, no. Nah, oh, fuck you. You're, you're. No, I want to, come on. I'm quitting I wanna write about. Now. I want to write about Doom land parties, which is the only thing I care about right now in <laughs> yes. seventh grade. I want to write about tech deck. <laughs> I feel like the couplet is an underrated, uh, you know, measure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm rocking with I'm rocking I'm rocking with a couple. I, I I keep wanting to say cutlet, which is also exciting. Also, you know, like it, it makes you hungry. Exactly. I'll I'll have a cutlet couplet. You know, that's 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 in our restaurant. That's what it's called, a cutlet couplet, and you get that's, two, that's you the, get two chicken the, parms. That is our uh, official MF Doom fake line of the week. Is cutlet yeah. couplet? Yeah, deleted track from mm Food is cutlet couplet. Uh. Um, so this, this song is about being like a genius who goes to like Gatsby Mensa parties, but feels sad because we're all born to die at the end of the day, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that more or less what we're rocking with here? Yeah, it's not a war till someone loses an eye, which happens frequently at the Gatsby parties, so. Yeah, unfortunately, this one's got like a beat and a groove to it, so I was like having a hard time paying attention. When the the chorus actually looks like some some real Papa Roach shit. <laughs> As we, like if you just read it, a rah ram bam bam ba ra da da like that one like that's what it sounds like though 
Oh, yeah. It is a good one. I like it. Next, we have Suicide Demo for Kara Walker, which is... Cool title. Cool title. Um... A pretty long track, eight minutes. So I was like, hmm, you know, I'm, I'm doing the Birdman hands. Um, yeah, and it starts with somber pianos, which you know you're going somewhere if you're starting that slow. It's, it starts with somber pianos, and I could be wrong, but I feel like it does it it, it does the thing where it plays the melody from Chinatown. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're I'm already like, yes, doing that interpolation shit. Yes, I remember this from earlier in the album. Fantastic, uh, Mr. Destroyer. You've done wow. it. <laughs> you've, done, you've done music. Yeah. Um, that shit was not happening during Say I, Human Clay. No. <laughs> it, but that's, see, that's the thing. It's like, they were doing, they were kind of doing an inversion of, of like, uh, a motif. Because it's like, you hear it and it reminds you of an earlier song, but every song on Human Clay sounds the same. Yes. So that's kind of like the the, the cycle of, of Jesus uh, being reborn. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. I have no idea what the song is about. No, and neither does anybody on the website. I, <laughs> okay. Uh, and neither, neither does Dan Behar either, because I clicked on, so it starts, brown paper bag, don't stop me now, I'm on a roll, brown, brown, plain brown wrapper in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, Behar says, what it's been like to be a black woman in America over the last 400 years had to be an idea that popped into my head for at least a split second before I went, brown paper bag, don't stop me now, I'm on a roll, even if at the time I was thinking about huffing glue. What the mm-hmm. fuck does that have to do with anything, man? Uh, I was. That was one of the worst attempts at explaining a song yet. I was slightly worried at first when I heard the song because if if you look you you go on every genius page and you see the, a picture oh yeah of this guy Dan Behar and then he says harmful little negress in the song. Yeah, that's a word I don't think I don't think but then I would have said it. Dan 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 Behar redeemed uh, African American plastic artist Kara Walker and destroyer and destroyer mastermind Dan Behar co-wrote this song. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "All right, you got this one." I, I guess, probably would have been like, "Would anybody else like to sing sing this verse?" Yeah, I'm I'm a genius user switcheroo you four years ago who says nothing to see here, just the best song ever recorded. Well, I can't argue with that. Yeah, that's that's like the mandatory. You know how the, uh, like a new web page will have lorem ipsum or whatever on it. Yeah, Every yeah, genius yeah. page has that on it somewhere, and it's right, like a little yes, Easter yes. egg where you have to search for it sometimes to find uh-huh. it, but it's always there. I just I I always have a rule when I'm songwriting that like if I would be taken aback if Eminem said it I'm also not going to say it on my show exactly it's song, just not going to so. happen yeah but you know it, it takes all kinds um I do think just in terms of regardless of not knowing what the fuck happens in the song I do think this is like the best song on the album sure. in terms of just feeling like I was slowly like drifting through space like cars oh uh, yeah but it's not my favorite we haven't gotten to that one yet right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so that that's a little um, that's a little hook to keep you listening. If you want to know, am... if you want to hear what we have to say about the music, you know? yeah, and I, and you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I have like a like a time for a quick test for our listeners uh, to mm-hmm. see which generation they're from. Mm-hmm. So verse four starts with words, words, words. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think? What do you think that's a reference to? I'll give you a second to think about it. Now, if you said, if you said Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. then like you're me old yeah you're an english but teacher it, congratulations but if, you, but if you thought bo burnham mm-hmm. you're also old but in a different way you're old but also you're old but also you're annoying That's yeah <laughs> we've correct we've, we've wrapped around it's cool to like shakespeare again yeah i um 
my my school they they've been doing this thing where they're having us like go to the middle schools in the area and observe it and be like just what the fuck you got going on over here uh so we did that the other day and i talked to an english teacher whose literal last name was hamlet that's and pretty cool nominative in determinism in action uh no. yeah that's no good but she did introduce us and say hello my name is first name hamlet i know and then we were like okay <laughs> that's pretty good uh so it's fun to have a little bit about your name respect to her for that yeah um i do like the second voice that comes in at the end it's good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's mean, there's like a there's like a ghost woman who appears throughout this album yeah and i don't know I was, who that is but i but i like when it happens yeah let them cook like, i think exactly yeah out of the um, way dan i man i love clicking on an annotation from 10 years ago so I'm like, mushhead genius passes for love these days. What the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. I go and I click on it, and 10 years ago, it's like a Kanye West image macro that says, hurry up with my damn croissants. It was like, things have always been bad, right? Yeah. But it, it was such a simpler time. It was, re- it was yeah. really easy to just do anything, and everyone would kind of be okay with it. Yeah, uh, you could just... Because we didn't have, even back then, I thought we had too much stuff. We really didn't have too much stuff yet. We didn't. We still only had a couple of things. We didn't have that much. Really, like we had like, like Lady Gaga was like a big part of it, and now she just sort of like does a Joker movie every couple years, and we remember her. Yeah, and she's good in it, but she's good. We like her, but it's like we like her in the way that we like like in the way that we like Dolly Parton. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know what she's doing today. She could be doing yeah. anything. We we kind like, of every four first... years she comes out and she's like, she's like, the feminism is bay, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. thank you, Dolly. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for all that. How old are you? Nine hundred years old. Thank, thank you, you so for, much. Thank you for having a very underrated theme park, Dolly. We love you. Yes, not meant very few <laughs> respect Dollywood. Very few left. Yeah. It's fucking. Yeah, if, if Peacock Meetup 2 ever happens in Sevierville, Tennessee, we gotta go to Dollywood. Well, that's, so that's fucking fun. where it's gonna happen, so start saving up. Yeah, I just looked keys. at every, uh, yeah, I looked at all of our uh, patrons and friends' locations, and it, it's, wow, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, home of for Dollywood. $2,000 a month, you can help us book Dollywood for a full day. You can help me and Eddie specifically go to Dollywood. Yeah, Thank just so much. just us and no one else, and we won't even need uh, a fast pass because we're buying out the park for the day. That's right. Thank you so much. This is where your dollars go to. Thank you. Speaking speaking of, next track is Poor in Love. I was poor in love. I was poor in love. I, so, so okay, here I, I have a, an issue with the premise. I was poor in love, poor in wealth, okay in everything else. I doubt that. Right, I had, I had, I had no wife. I had no money. I was, otherwise, though, I was doing all right. Yeah, I was, I, I did not smoke different like yeah. <laughs> I, I was too normal. they were not trying to kill me at all no actually. one wanted me to kill me everyone wanted me to live and that's why it was okay uh-huh. think about it i was on my richard cory shit i was doing great yeah <laughs> boy nothing bad is gonna happen to me today yeah i can't wait to go home and do something <laughs> <laughs> who knows what i'm gonna get up to in there by myself uh and th- this one is i i poor in love is a very it's a very poetic way to say that, like, you didn't have GF. Like, got you got. That is, yeah, that is, yeah. I wish I had listened to this before Thanksgiving dinner. 
Yes. Oh, you know, it's a, yeah. How yeah, are, are things you, going? Well, I'm currently poor in love. Yeah, are you oh. are you seeing anyone? I'm poor in love. Uh, yeah. Um and poor in poor in wealth. Okay and everything else though. Like I got that kind of like normally. Yeah, you know? but I'm good. I got mm-hmm. like a got like a squatty potty and a bidet now. Uh-huh. So things things are uh you know, looking up for me. Yeah. I do the song seems to be about like the idea of a girl coming up to you while you're standing there in the somber style at the function. And she's mm-hmm. like, wow, I love your mysterious vibe and style. You look epic. Mm. Which is a likely thing to happen. That's it's, happened to yes. me a number of times. I mean, we've seen pictures of the man. He's usually, like, statistically, he is standing in a mysterious and aloof Most style. Most people are looking pensive at the function. What are you about, mister? Exactly. What are you, so, what so are you if, rocking with, man? If you're, if you're being being pensive and, and you know, with a, with a slight air of whimsy, but in a mysterious way, like, statistically, someone's going to comment on it at some point. Bro, why are you sitting by the White Claw doing thinker pose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another night with the boys cracking open a cold one. It's just, like, six dudes doing the thinker pose. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bro, you lost drunk Mario Kart because you put down the controller and you got lost in in deep thought and you forgot to put your controller back up. <laughs> Another night, pour in love with the boys. It's just <laughs> it's just like a bunch of guys standing around a fire pit, looking uh-huh. down. Yeah, yeah. My next my next IG photo dump where I post all of my fun social gatherings is going to be captioned "pour in love" and nobody's going to know what it means. Exactly. But but the, if if they know, they're going to start posting shit like this is created by the musical genius Dan Behar of Vancouver, Canada, who was that's right, that's right, unlike anyone else in the world. Yeah, most people at the party only listen to new pornographer, not me. Not me. I never listened to that band growing up because I was scared of it and it seemed sinful, yeah. so I another, didn't listen to an, it. Another band that probably doesn't sound like what I think it sounds like. Yeah, they're definitely in that in that sort of like, like I imagine I I don't know why I think of them as modest mouse adjacent, mm-hmm. but they're, yeah. they're in that sort of the national sort of milieu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. But this is the whole song is so like the, the outro is like why does everybody sing along? Why does everybody sing along when we build the city on ruins? Mm-hmm. And like the the genius annotation is like. Alternatively, Behar could be critiquing the general public's support for the creation of the state of Israel erected after World War II in an effort to pay reparations for the Holocaust. I feel like when when we were listening to the Mars Volta, where it's like, yeah. where are you getting any of that? Yeah. I'm not even saying that's not true, but like, mm-hmm. I thought it was a song about like a doctor that had dogs for hands. Exactly. Sometimes the doctor just has dog for hands, and there's not that really much more that you have. I wish that was the aphorism. Like, sometimes the curtains are fucking blue. Sometimes the doctor just has puppy hands. Yeah, sometimes there's an album called Amputecture, and you just have to realize that that's what it's called. Yeah, sometimes you have a catboy doctor, and he goes, nya, and you just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I do every day of my life. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just like, I, I don't have any, any problem with like any kind of doctors, like normal style doctors. I just feel more comfortable with a cat boy doctor. Like exactly, just, like, you're going through. I like, just feel more reviews. at ease. Would a cat boy in in general would a cat boy doctor get good or bad reviews? I would give a cat boy doctor probably a really good. The yeah, thing but, is, though, they'd probably be late. Yeah, bad bad bedside manner, but very comforting when they, you know, like. Really, yeah, I, w- really I woke up when the you. propofol wore off and the, the doctor was, like, curled up around my ankles, which was nice. Yes, the doctor, it was nice to be able to answer questions the, pretty, pretty much right away. The procedure went amazing. I'm feeling better than ever before. The doctor was climbing up my shirt when I woke up uh, from the uh-huh. procedure. 
but uh, they they took care of everything perfectly. And they did that weird pre-surgery shit to me where like they inflated my uh, my like hospital gown like a balloon to like mm. warm up my body to make the surgery better. And then the cowboy doctor used his claws and punctured it and all yeah. the hair went out of it, yeah, which is doctor- kind of annoying. The doctor did swat me around on the floor for about seven minutes before <laughs> I went into the operating room. But other than that, it was a pleasant experience. Yeah, as soon as I was unconscious, the doctor just started, like, sort of batting me with his paw and, like, the soft part. So it didn't seem like he was trying to hurt me, but it seemed like he was trying to knock me off of the table. Mm. I, I, the, I pr- listen, I, I gotta recommend this place, like... I didn't have to pay anything. I just had to show up with a 12-pack of wet food, and they took care of uh-huh. every need that I had, and... Yeah, usually with like a normal doctor, it's annoying because you wake up and like you have questions like, okay, am I good to leave? Are you, do you have to wheel me out? Do I need mm-hmm. to like have a bowel movement before I leave? Mm-hmm. But I just like, I just like shook some temptations treats and the doctor mm-hmm. came right away, okay. which I thought was great. Uh, if you like this bit, you can listen to more of, of bits like this over at patreon.com slash post Game of Thrones. Cat boy doctor got Cat stars boy. in his eyes. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more about cat boy doctor, please give us money. Uh, for one dollar, uh, you can listen to all of our bonus content, which is a week late. Um, yeah, we're working on it, and because we both have to go to the doctor very often, so we I need have money. to go every day this month. I've had to go to the doctor twice a day, so they can tell me to come back another time. Yeah, uh, one dollar gets you all of our bonus content, including words and deeds that I did with Brooks, and that's about Metal Gear Solid and Solid Snake. Did you see Solid Snakes in Fortnite? I sa- it's weird because it feels like Peter's getting all the play. Yeah, uh, they did remove Snake's huge ass cheeks, though. I feel like that's yeah, and the, uh, they they made they did like buff like cut Peter. Yeah, who the fuck wants that? They did handsome Peter in Fortnite. Yeah, is, I didn't... is Sephiroth in Fortnite? Let me do some. Is Sephiroth in Fortnite? I feel like like come on, no, we need Sephiroth in Fortnite. One year ago on Reddit, um, I feel like that's Dude. like one of the first ones they should have done. You know, because now, now it's like, oh, fucking Satoru Gojo's in Fortnite. And it's like, I know the show's popular, but he really got in there before Sephiroth from Final Fantasy. Yeah, Max and Ruby are in Fortnite. Great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. The cast of Dragon Tales is in Fortnite. Like, oh, okay. fuck. Zach and Weezy? Zach and Weezy. You get, that's the new multiplayer. They know two heads are better than one. That's Let's multiplayer go. where you each control one side. Uh-huh. The streamers are going to love that one. Yeah, I'm waggling my Wiimote my Wiimo to move Weezy's head around. This is great. <laughs> yeah. There's there should definitely they should have definitely announced it with a cutscene of like uh on a, what's what street do Peter and Lois live on? It's uh Evergreen Terrace of Simpsons. What the fuck? Let's let's see. Peter Griffin House Griff, address. Griffin House Spooner Street. Thirty one Spooner. Thank you, Spooner Street. Like mm-hmm. they should have had like a Spooner Street sort of like uh render, mm-hmm. and then uh Peter goes and he's like doing the the harvest thing where he's like he's hitting it with like his tool. Mm-hmm. And he's hitting Cleveland's house, and then Cleveland, the front of his house, goes away, and then he falls out of his bathtub like he often does on the show. And he's like, "Oh yeah. no, no, no!" Like that would have been fun. I would have done that. How many of how many seasons of Family Guy do you think there are? I'm pretty sure there's like 24. Uh, hold on, let's see. Oh, it's 22. We're on 22 right now. Okay, okay, that's not bad. That's that's yeah. Um, and you've watched all of them, right? I've seen most of them, I'll be honest. I it's it's mostly like 13 through like 17 is my blind spot, I think. What year do you think Family Guy came out in? It came out in like 99, yeah. The series premiered on January 31st, 1999, following Super Bowl 33. 
you got Super to watch Bowl you got to watch uh the the Broncos, the Denver Broncos defeat the Falcons. The Fal- That's two teams that aren't real anymore. John Elway was playing football when Family Guy came out. That's wow. one of those things where it's like Abraham Lincoln used an iPad, you know, and it's like, no, that can't be true. And then you do the math and you find out that it is right. Um, I feel like Tom, John, Bra- Tom Brady wasn't in the NFL yet. I feel like John Elway played. I know it's not true, but I feel like he played football before the like AFL merger. I feel like he was playing in like 1916, even though I oh, know yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. true. Um, anyway, that's John Elway of the Denver Broncos. Uh, $5, you can request albums for us to talk about just exactly like we're doing right now, if you like everything that's happening to you. Yeah, it's like you go to an improv show and you get a suggestion and then they third thought it. So it's like, Mm. you give that, you say pineapple, and then you throw the word pineapple into the river and the ripples are what inspires. So, you know, pineapple makes you think of Spongebob, which makes makes me think of yellow. Mm -hmm. And then your scene's inspired on yellow, so you might do like a yellow wallpaper riff, which we all love literature, we all love that that funny funny story. That funny book. what if you like what if you like put your shoulder on a wall and like walked around in a silly way? Like what would you do? Exactly. Um what if you, that's what sort if of you what were, we do what with if your you favorite were, album. What if you were a woman and your husband diagnosed you to walk around like John Lennon for a month inside <laughs> of your attic? That's what fun points about. Yeah, he said that's what the cult of domesticity is, and you said, mm-hmm. Okay, and then you mm-hmm. had to do it a million times and then the mm-hmm. wallpaper fell off. Uh and you get shout outs at the end of episodes. And at ten dollars, you get special user status in the Discord, and we'll create a fire. We'll download Peter Griffin in Fire Pro Wrestling, and he'll fight Sephiroth before he appears. And I know they have normal Fat Peter in there, and that's why I think that game's better than Fortnite. It, what do you think is a more rare skin? I don't know how Fortnite works. Regular Peter or like Buff Peter? I don't. I don't want Buff Peter. <laughs> I don't want Buff Peter. I don't want. I don't want him. Take him. I want uh, him patched out of the game. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll write a letter to Epic Games and we'll figure that yeah. out for you. It's like how they put Bayonetta in Smash. No, yeah. take her out. She's no, not thanks. fun to play against. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's like oh, take really? Pyra and Mithra out too. I don't like playing against them either. We got Tekken in here now, huh? All right. Anyway, yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I don't, he does a Tekken a Tekken move and like the camera moves like Tekken. I don't like that. That's uh-huh. not my game. I didn't buy that one. <laughs> patreoncom slash Thrones. Thank you. Yeah. Next we have Kaput from the album Kaput. Um. And I realize this is kind of like picking Mario in Mario Kart, but this is my favorite song on the album. This one fucking goes extremely hard. It's really good. Wasting your days. Oh, sounds like a dream to me. They're proud of your toga. Uh, And this is about, usually, you know, it's like we we get at some point the, the song from the artist. Every album has a cowboy song, and every album has a song about, like, how hard it is to be famous. Yes. This one's like, I want to be famous. I want to be on the cover of, of Melody Maker. You know, that this famous is, magazine that we know. I'm glad you mentioned that, because I was thinking that this is sort of the thinking man's rock star Nickelback. Okay. Because it's all, it's all there. It's the same chorus. Yeah, we all like just want to be a big rock star. Exactly. Even Hilltop House is driving 15 cars. Like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yes. you can see, you can see Dan singing that. Uh Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. Uh, th- but see, the thing, though, this album, he's talking about all these magazines, you know, which people used to read. And, like, yeah, the year 2000, times. they loved magazines. This song is listed as 2011, this one came out. Um, I feel like magazines didn't exist even at that time. No, it was, 
See, that's the thing. He wants to go back to a simpler time when you could buy the Rolling Stone and see a picture of a guy on there and say, hey, this, right. guy is, this is this is a 38 special. And they're and now all we have is like the zombie, like shambling corpses of those publications where all they do is they'll go on Twitter and they'll post like Taylor Swift said that she's in her Thanos era and she's collecting yeah. all of the galaxy stones. And, and then, then and everybody then gets say, mad like, at yeah. it. It'll say written by smash hit staff because they actually did it with an AI and don't want to admit it. Yeah, it was um, written by Walter Cronkite's son. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It was written by Cronkite Cronkite, and he's writing about how Dan Behar wants to be famous now. Yeah. And I hope he, I hope he gets it someday. He deserves it. I yeah, I hope, he, I hope he's doing well. I hope someday he's famous enough for some podcast to talk about him. Yeah, I would hope yeah. so. Mm-hmm. You know, they say they say that, you know, you die twice when your heart stops and when the last podcast stops talking about you. So we, it's, exactly. it's, my, it's my pleasure to be keeping Cronkman alive. So this yeah. song is about being Mick jaggers and how it's it all okay. sounds like a dream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh I song... stay tuned there's a song for america later that i like if, if i ever it, it's silly because he says i wrote a song for america and then he did really makes you think yeah that's another another thing we call a uh, reference in the business right yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but yeah this shit goes hard i was i was grooving i was doing you know you know um when squidward gets all like psychedelic like that's what I'm yeah, and the, 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 the talent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my um, moment. I'm in, I'm glad that you like the song because I feel like hearing somebody say I wrote a song for America. That sounds like your worst fear. Like that sounds like it's going to be very. It's not going to be up your alley. It's a song for America. Whoa, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, like at all. It, usually it's going to be like a stomp clap, and like I know you get down with like. I know you don't necessarily ascribe to, you know, the the ideology, but I know when that Lee Greenwood song comes on, and I'll gladly stand up. I mean, I know you're not made of stone. Next to you and offenders still today. That's I'm sh- human. Sh- I'm only yeah, a man. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Because I say there ain't no doubt I love this land, and then I censor myself for the last line. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're talking that. specifically about uh, the Mets field. Like, you're talking, uh, like... You're talking yeah. about you're talking about City Field specifically. When you I, say downlo- you love this I downloaded a version that says "God bless the," and then it's three stars, and it says "clean version." That's uh-huh. what I'm listening to uh, on my Spotify rap. Yeah, God bless the Mister Met. Thank you very it, much. It was funny getting my because I only use Spotify to listen to shit that I don't have on title. So my like number three played artist this year was like Vashti Bunyan, which oh yeah, she deserved. And yeah. then they're like, "You listen to this uh, more than people in." We don't fucking know. Have a one. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Feywild. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I listen I listened to fucking Toe and Masayoshi Soken more than anyone in the Feywild. And it's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. And statistically, that's pretty likely. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, that's Kaput by Kaput on Kaput, the album. Yeah. Next we have Downtown. Dune Tune. This one, this one's when you go downtown. This one's about becoming accustomed to your homie's face. I. <laughs> If you just start with with some with some some just nice bass, and you take like a minute to to come into the song, I'm oh sure, I'm fucking with it. Even if you're saying shit like downtown, like you can say whatever if you got that bass line going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the sort of vibe of like a, a Nick Cave, mm-hmm. but the yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. only difference is that the, like or like a like a Tom Waits like I woke up, I went down, down. Like you, like you, you feel like you know. Characters you feel like the boy this... should be more evil. Characters in this song are named Little Comet and Mary Jane from Down the Lane. Who said it? Destroyer or Bruce Springsteen? 
Right. You just, and I, th- that was another interesting point where I feel like this is the only song we've ever listened to for the show where the singer is specifically just actually talking about a person named Mary Jane. Yes, exactly. And, and isn't, isn't and getting get, one past Tipper Gore, you know? And, and taking taking a bus downtown to see your friend. Yeah, yeah. this exactly. is about like getting excited to go to your buddy's house. I've been a relatable feel, yeah. Uh, Genius.com, if you scroll through and you go through songs, it says, you might also like... So it's trying to get me to click on other pages. Yeah, uh, sure, you yeah. might also like Song for America by Destroyer. Wow, I'm going to mm-hmm. click on that one next. Kaput by Destroyer. Just yeah, clicked yeah, on that yeah. one. Um, so you're a little bit like I did like it, but, you know, I was just there. Lose Yourself by Eminem. Oh, that's not just me. Yeah, I also have that on the side. Uh, how, how did we uh, we get here? Uh, I did just click on Lose Yourself by Eminem, and this is a verified song. He has commented oh, yeah? on it. Um, so if you wanted to know about, about the line where he says, uh, there's no movie, there's no Mackay Pfeiffer, um, I would he, actually, he, yeah. he has his own thoughts on that, which if you, I'm not going to read because I know it's going to make my favorite song even worse. So if I'm telling you my daughter doesn't have diapers, I need this amount of, this is so boring, Marshall. <laughs> You're too fucking lyrical. You should, there should be paragraphs and paragraphs. Exactly. Find, like, find a for- way to say for the title track of uh, Kaput Destroyer, let me let me pull that up again. The 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 whole explanation for the entire song just says an ode to the old school rock and roll lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. I d- the the vomit on his sweater line is annotated, and he says Eminem says this first verse is all about Jimmy Smith Jr. It's me talking about Jimmy Smith Jr. Like I'm not trying to say my sweater. I'm saying his. I'm trying to show you what his life about. Don't write in the newspaper that there was vomit on my sweater already. It wasn't yeah. me. Don't say that I threw up at eight miles. This song was all about me and welcoming a child into the world with arms wide open. It's about my arms being open and it's about arms being wide open. Uh-huh. It's about, it's not, don't say that it's not about having my arms wide open for childbirth because that's what the song was about. It's Thanks, not what man. it's about. It's not about, it's not about taking you higher. It's about taking you higher. So maybe yeah, think absolutely. about that once in your life. Something to think about. Uh, a thing I think we should start doing that's, that's uh, mentioned in in downtown uh he says i was red rover on on his way over to your place i think we should start using that as like shorthand for like i'll be right there i think that's cool yeah yeah like someone's like hey i'm at you know the movie theater we're about to watch uh, oppenheimer on the big screen and you just say red rover and they know that that means you're on your way as fast yeah it just means bet i i gotta (laughs) tell you that i like that a lot because i'm i this is a very like you know this is a very hack um i feel like i'm i feel like i'm like mike berbiglia up there right now mm-hmm. but like i am tired of texting somebody a very like uh chill lowercase omw and it mm-hmm. it like i think i'm being on like, my way Did you mean all my way and like in perfect capitalization with an exclamation point no i don't mm-hmm. i don't do that shit if i ever uh, send that shit to you i'm mad at you mm-hmm. uh something that's been happening in one of my classes i have a co-teacher in a couple of my classes and she's she's very nice and i enjoy working with her yeah respect. And a thing and a thing that happened kind of organically but now it's like a bit is that every day a kid has to explain a new like word of slang to her okay sure so like this started with riz you know of course like, like he was explained and then i explained you know it can also be a verb and so on yeah and then, uh, she, and l- then l- let, me, let me tell you about baby gronk and what he did yeah. to livy recently so then um i was i was you know like we were wrapping up we were packing up and then the bell was about to ring and i heard her yell at him to get out of the class and he was laughing and walking towards the door and I said, like, I was like, student, name redacted. 
Uh-huh. Well, hold, hold on, the bell didn't ring yet, and he said, uh, she, she's kicking me out because I told her what dick riding means. <laughs> so. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, criticize our very put-upon teachers. I feel like that one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like But I don't one... know, I don't know how it was introduced. He's like, or was he like, the word of the day is dick riding. And yeah, that's like, probably, that's, I mean, you think that's more likely than her being like, well, what does that mean? Is it about yeah. somebody named Richard? Yeah, simp, okay. I guess how that needs some explanation. Dick riding is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that thing where it was like the def- the first ever written definition of horse was like, you know what a horse is? That's kind <laughs> of what, if you looked up dick riding on Urban Dictionary, uh-huh. is what you would get. Yeah. Um. So that's downtown. Yeah, that's what downtown's about. Would you like to talk about Song for America? Next we have Song, Song for America. For America. And I, I have to be consistent. I have to stand by my statement that I've always made, where if you just start listing things that we know, like the seasons, I gotta take you down a peg. You can't be doing that. We know what they are. You but can't I, be talking it's, about winter, it stops spring, in summer, a different, and fall. But it started in a different sort of, you know, usually people like to start with spring. That's true. So he sort of, he sort of, he got, he put me back on my heels a little bit, you know? The song was released January 25th, 2011, so it's kind of was okay. very, of its time, you know. Sure. Uh, you know, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is about, you write a song for a, a girl named, like, Jessica, who goes to Ogre Street with, like, mm-hmm. Rob Speedwagon to live mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And she's cursed to live forever. Curse forever to sleep on a twin size mattress. Was it really called the Ogre Street? Isn't that's, that where it that is? Where Speedwagon lived? It is. That's so good. I forgot it was called that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, was it called Ogre Street or was it called Green Dolphin Street Prison? I keep and wanting the- to call it Hell Climb Pillar. I feel like that's more <laughs> yeah. accurate to where Robert E.O. Speedwagon lived. There's, if you go to the Ogre Street page on the JoJo Wikipedia, there's Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Tattoo, Kempo Master, and Speedwagon's friend are listed as characters. <laughs> I've been I'm, trying. Yeah, I've just, been trying my, to hook up Speedwagon's friend with Mrs. Manini. I've been yeah, trying I'm to, not, to cheer her. Like up. I'm not an unnamed side character. That's what my parents named me. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm Speedwagon's friend. Yeah, I'm a public so. universal Speedwagon's friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dio Brando's there. Hell yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Um, That's my guy. <laughs> all right, let me let me close this. Okay. He has a handful yeah. of other illegitimate offspring. I don't know if you knew that about Dio. Dio Brando. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll keep an we, eye. We out. don't talk about them. Uh-huh. Uh, song for America. This is the song that he wrote that got him famous and got him on the cover uh, and got him on the cover of the source. So, good job. Oh, because uh, they had Dan. that was like the, probably like the last magazine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He got five mics for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Dan. And yeah, this is all about how like it's um. There's a lot of shit on this album that's just sort of like, yeah, things happen, but then you know everything dies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's seasons yeah. happen, but then everything, a lot of animals die every season. If you think about it, everything dies. Maybe that's a fact. Uh, maybe everything that dies someday comes back. So yeah, that's beautiful. Love yeah, that couplet, thanks. brother. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Bruce. <laughs> Finally, we have Bay of Pigs. Parentheses. Detail. Close parentheses. 
We're uh, skipping over the laziest river. We don't we have are, that on streaming. I, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Apparently, that, that was only featured in like the European version. So they thought that was too scary for the for for us Yankees over here. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know there were different versions of Kaput that I should be. It's one. Of the, yeah. Oh, if you're gonna listen to Kaput, you gotta download the EU version. Like that's the real. Yeah, you gotta download Kazaa and get the real shit. I I remember. In final, when Final Fantasy X came out, they had a special like, European version with like a, with like secret modes and shit that you could sure. do like bo- you could like collect the bosses and battle them in an arena or something. And I was so pissed off when I found out that I couldn't do that. Oh uh, sure. And I imagine that's how I would be as a Destroyer fan if I lived in in uh, Barack Obama's America and found out that I couldn't listen to the 20 minute um, th- in the middle of the night I go walk in my sleep song the river of dreams I would be very yeah, upset that's about why that. like and the thing is like this is why people don't like spotify is because mm-hmm. it's not fair that you don't get to listen to a song that it's divided into five parts and it's like part 1 prelude part 2 nagel's marimba like I know you would love that I would be going fucking nuts for that like part four, Palm Springs life. Part five, landing on water. Like this is this is like how Jesus was divided. Like it yeah, was, yeah, this, this shit goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, the kaput part two. Father, stretch my hands. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, we'll never know. Bear pig detail. And bear pig detail. I gotta say, at this, uh, it's you, if you're putting a pl- ten minute plus song on your album, it can't be the last one. I'm sorry, kaput. I'll take you track four, track seven. Last track is a lot. That's asking a lot of the listener. And the thing is, this is a shortened version I learned. This is down to 11 minutes, 18 seconds. Like, this mm. is a... Uh, yeah. The original version was even longer. Mm. I, as somebody who just got to sort of, like, stare at spreadsheets all week, uh-huh. the shit where this opens up and it just sounds like Kirby falling through space on a star, like, that's... Uh-huh. That mm. shit's good. And then, like... And, like, five minutes in, we get, like, drippy stalactite music. Mm-hmm. The, we're all over the place. We're we're seeing all the stars and comets and planets. It's kind of Outer Wilds exploration music, if you think it's about it. It's a lot like, I'm pretty sure I have that on my notes somewhere. Like, <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. This whole intro sounds a lot like the end of a run in, in Outer Wilds. Yeah. Um, the good thing about uh, a 10-minute track, though, is you know you're not going to be checking your music app of choice for, like, a while. Like, you can just let that shit rock while you complete your task. Oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I love I love like uh, driving to CVS and just being like, I'm just gonna listen to one song the entire way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it gets you there, gets you there and back. Perfect, just what I needed. Yeah, so I, you know, there's a lot of music happening on this, but there's a lot of singing as well, which we don't consider music. Uh, and yeah. it starts off with "Listen, I've been drinking," and I'm like, "Listen, what the fuck does that mean?" So That's, I click "Listen." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richmond B 11 years ago says reminiscent of the beginning of Kurt Vonnegut against slaughterhouse five de- not negative nine votes. People don't nope. like that shit. Not because I, I listen. I love Kurt, but he didn't invent that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the, <laughs> the annotation is just on the word. Listen, it's not even. Yeah. And yeah, the- like there's if real Vonnegut heads know that he has a lot of also quotes about how he enjoys drinking and he has the sickness involving alcohol on the telephone and he has all that shit. Mm-hmm. He did. He did Bukowski before it was cool. Yeah, of course. Who, uh, of course, we both recognize Bukowski as being extremely cool on this yeah. podcast. I love when I'm at the function and I'm sitting stoically and thoughtfully, and a girl mm-hmm. comes up to me and she slides me a note that says "Call me," and I say, "Ah, Moby Dick reference. Hail and yeah. well met. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Ah, a Melville affiliate aficionado. Tremendous. Uh, yeah. Queequeg mentioned. Queequeg mentioned." <laughs> No one, no one laughing at at um, any of my Jackbox 
of responses because <laughs> because they're they're all about like the spermacilia or whatever the fuck they're hunting for. That was a great like, chapter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chapter like no cap. Chapter seventy eight, the whiteness of the whale is like where he mm-hmm. talks for like six pages about how like you know things that are white are actually pretty scary if you think about it. Mm-hmm. For one, this whale. Look at it. And then he's Fuck like. Up. And that's and that was what me and Queequeg were getting up to. But anyways, let me tell you <laughs> yeah. more about like how the like the fucking um, the slight curvature of the the aft of the boat is actually mm-hmm. it reminds you a lot of like man's folly. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Herman. That's coming a, back again. Everybody thinks I'm kidding when I say it's a good. I've been trying to get my friends to because I've been reading one million pages of like fantasy shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can you guys read one Moby Dick for me, please? Exactly. It's like one yeah. Moby Dick. Just like, in, read a chapter a night, you're gonna like it. There's if a chapter someone... about how like uh, you so, like they kept they keep putting like new sailors up on the crow's nest to keep watch for the for whales, mm-hmm. but they keep getting too pensive during their shift, <laughs> yeah. and like they keep like zoning out and like enjoying the calm melancholy of the ocean. They keep having to get pulled down and get out of that like melancholy stupor. It's a good book. If someone reads Moby Dick and and gives me some type of proof as homework, I will read The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Ooh, yeah. And I'll I'll do there and I'll learn about fucking Lembus bread or whatever. So that's my my pledge to you. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, anyway, that's what Kaput Destroyer is all about. That's Yeah. I was fucking Yeah, this whole like I don't I again, I don't know what this fucking song is about, but I'm like I'm still moshing to it. Mm-hmm. Like he's singing about like inside of this this like the fucking the sea's guts and like I'm I hate my wife who left me. It like it makes me very mad at like a nondescript X that I don't have and don't understand. He does. Uh, Dan Behar did say to the Village Voice, I don't think the song in every line is trying to document those events in response to the Bay of Pigs. Though I was at one point thinking about Jacqueline Kennedy and what part of her body, sir, and what uh, uh, yeah, and what specific <laughs> speak on photo. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, when I think of that era, I think of the Bay of Pigs. Oh, uh-huh. okay. That's that's where your thought process took you. All right. I was. There's a part where he says, I was 20 years old in 1992. I was bathed in golden sunlight. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're like stepping into like a fantastical character. And then I remembered that people older than me exist. And he really people, was born yeah. in 1972. Yeah, people were born in years before I existed, which is kind of fucked up. But if you have to do it. Yeah, that's weird. You did like 20 years of mm-hmm. like shit before I was even around. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this one, I actually, I really enjoyed the last song where it's like, you traveled light to arrive. It's a good song. Thank you, Dan. It's good. Thank you, Dan. Uh, do we do questions? Uh, we do Slap City typically, but I'm not, I'm not married to it. All right. Let me, let me pull up Slap City and just see what we got going on there. I'm going to click that and scroll all the way down. Uh, you went. All the way down. Okay. All the way down. Uh, you went first last time, so I'm going first this time. Um, I'm going to pick, it's not related at all, sure. but I'm going to pick, um, a song that I've been, I've been listening to a lot that I came across in my, in my research. And I, I just didn't know if it would be funny to talk about this album on the air. Plus also we wouldn't get to talk about it cause we'd have to call in our two other co-hosts to do it. Um, can I guess? They're... Yeah. Is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> no, it's Is that not. one more? Okay. <laughs> it's not. I am picking 3D featuring Jack Harlow by Jungkook. Oh, yeah, let's go. I Jack Harlow, I, I if you listen if you I tried I'll I'll 
I think he turned his haters into consumers. I'll I'll say this on the air. I list. I tried to listen to Jack Harlow because I thought it would be funny to add him to the white rapper <laughs> list. I cannot get through three Jack Harlow songs, but I enjoy him as a feature on pop songs. <laughs> right, right, right. So. Right, um, which weirdly kind of how we've been with Andre 3000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you make it I to am, the flute yet? I, I haven't made it around to the flute yet. All right, well. Not, and, I mean, and I have to pick this song over seven because, one, he says fuck in that one. And he's talking about fucking you every second of the day. And I, that's I can't good. abide by that. And also, he's listing the days of the week. And that's against my ethos. So I can't Yeah, you can't have that. So... Uh, I'll put 3D on here. He wants to see you in motion in 3D. So, thank you, Jungkook. Uh, it's uh, weird because it's when when somebody spells out an entire thing, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like when Open Mike Eagle like spells out anxious. It's like yeah. that's that's like if if if, if Jack Harlow like was like M O N D A Y, I would mm-hmm. be like I I don't care what you think. That's the greatest. That's the greatest bar of all time. Yeah, uh, it's just fun to spell along yeah, with somebody. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my pick. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I've been, I've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, a lot of, like, indie pop emo shit that I wasn't too familiar with in recent weeks. I think because, like, my shit's been like, you're listening to too much Hot Moly, brother, we gotta get you out of there. Yeah, we recommend anything else. Yeah, we listen. Brother, I thought you said you don't like it when there's, like, a designated screamer in a band. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to pick one that gave me kind of a Destroyer vibe. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's by that classic uh, sort of of post-indie pop wave emo chill wave band. These are all words that I know, yes. Uh, Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin is the band's name. Okay. And the song is called Yellow Missing Signs. And I like it. It's like a nice, cool groove that reminds me of Destroyer Kaput. Okay. Kim seems to be doing something, like, surreptitiously in the corner, and I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. Taking a pill? Taking a pill. She's building as Buff Peter. Uh, yeah, what was the name of the song again? I was just Yellow trying. Missing Signs is the one. <laughs> yellow Missing Signs. Okay, let me, let me put it's that like, on. Yellow here. Missing Signs. Okay, it's like a, it's like it. a very, like, a small Dan voice. Okay. Well, thank you. Someone still loves you, Boris Yeltsin, and to Boris Yeltsin, I suppose. Question. If you have a question, you can send to us at you love to hear it on Twitter. Uh, from Giv- Givanchi Muyo asks, did y'all have a most trusted music publication back in the day? How would you fit it into the song Kaput, if so? I was, I was, if you can believe this about me, I was big on punk news. Oh, that yeah? That was my web- website of choice back in the day. Hell yeah, boss. Yeah. Um, and then I would... Every once in a while throughout my whole life, go on Pitchfork just to see what was up and say, I don't know what any of this is. And then I would close the page. Uh huh. So I, um, I had a brief rate your music era mm. where I was like, I was like trying to be like a person who reviewed shit on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also the kind of teenager who like, I, I tried very hard to be like, a get like the top contributor badge on Yahoo answers on like the mm. wrestling section. Like that was, yeah. that was very important to my self-worth back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have podcasts back then, but honestly, my, I didn't really have publications so much as I had like an IRC channel where I could just sort of like go to and be like, Hey guys, I bought, um, by the way, by red hot chili peppers, uh, pretty good album. I think, what do you guys think? And then everybody would just flame me constantly <laughs> for the rest of the night. And I was like, okay, well, I'm learning a lot about like people's sensibilities. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's cool. I'm I learned learning about... about what it's like to exist as a critic on the internet. Yeah, right. and they were like, "Fuck you, man! Listen to Start Wearing Purple" by Gogo Bordello, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that song's good. Thanks, man." 
Yeah, don't mind if I do. And yeah, the rest is history. So mm-hmm. thank you to all IRC channels, which mm-hmm. have been nothing but good for the world. And thank you to our best friend of the show and above tier donors, starting with Valerie W. Trigger. Nope. Nope. I skipped. I skipped Tufster McGee. Don't skip your audience. Uh, <laughs> see, that's that's fucked up. Where I I could close my eyes and di- the Master DS, Sylvie Bullet, so nasty, Silvery Air, yeah. Sensual Kazoo. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Lucky Dice Kirby. Ryan West, Relyet, Paul Blart Fleshcart, Old Petey, MJ Jenny, Minoan Chomsky, Matt Berger, Maggie Rice, Looker and Nanu, Laura Randall, Lenini, don't you be a meanie, Kiwi, K Darling, It Was a Penguin, Hecabee, Electric Gaunt, Ducky Aisha, Derek, Great Big Sword, David Besser Rhymes with Lesser, Chris, hey bro, Red Rover, you know what it means, yeah, hell yeah, brother. Caroline Savage, Brianna, Big Titty Goth Treadwife, Audrey Olson, Antigone Progany, Anna XB, Andres Gonzalez, Alex Moomin, Aditya Kumar, Saren Blair, Roy, Paul Bechtel, Patrick Gallagher, Neve Noel Williams, Kush Bayou star, Josh Veal. Mm, Josh Veal. Elliot Valentine, Destry Hawk, Curse Goat, Caroline Belock, Big Flat Bunt, Barrier Trio. Beep. Thanks for mm-hmm. the album. And yeah, Alex thank Chow. Thank you for your generous donations. Thank you and respect. Um, after seeing it like posted forever, forever as a meme, and, and you finally starting to listen it i've also started listening to the deadlock podcast oh good Um, yeah 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 and they do a cool thing where they do the patron read up front it was Um, i was i was straight up i was like oh after on the air i gotta ask eddie if he listens to deadlock because that doing like a patron read for the first 15 minutes of your podcast is like so dark-sided to me uh uh-huh they make it very funny and i've started to listen to it instead of skipping through it anytime they say dick the cock johnson i'm laughing i'm popping every time bro i'm popping huge for dick the The cock Cock johnson (laughs) every time it's yeah it's i was i was on the way to pot belly sandwich shops for lunch today i was i was i was swerving yeah (laughs) yeah they made a good wrestling podcast go check them out yeah very hard to do they did it yeah um Hey, would you like to find out what you're going to be checking out for the next, I guess, week and a half, depending yeah, on Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, de- depending on, you know, agonies and maladies, you might yeah. end up being two weeks anyways. I'd love I'd love a new album to listen to, though. Uh, fun point, remember, at the start of every show, we say force each other to listen to new music, right? This okay. is one of those rare, rare occasions where it's it new in both sense, and that it's new to you and recently came out on the 10th of November of this year. Okay. Uh, uh is it as- the new Taylor's mm-hmm. version? No, it is not. This is the debut studio album by this English musician. What the fuck? Yes, th- we are going to. It's hey, I got some. I got some good news for you. Thirty-four minutes. Yeah. Listen to that. We are going to be listening to the debut studio album "Heaven Knows" by Pink Pantheress. Okay. Now Are you tell familiar with, with this artist? I've never heard... Is this like have a TikTok you, person? Have you heard Boy's a Liar Part 2 featuring Ice Spice? Yeah, probably. Oh, you are in for a treat, my friend. Yeah? This album's fucking good. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm... None of these words mean anything to me yet, but in two weeks I'm sure they will. Yeah, in two weeks you're gonna find out uh, a song that everyone was talking about, like, six months ago. And you're gonna okay. get Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, look at all these words. You get words such as liquid drum and bass, UK garage, and filter house rhythms. Y2K meets drum and bass? All right. Yeah. Uh, I looked, I looked her up and she was born April 18th, 2001. That's no. 9-11. No. So, so yeah. Um, 
I I think you're gonna like this album. Yeah? Yeah, I do. It's good. I think I might listen to it. I'm like looking at the, all of the review scores on Wikipedia. There's no way there's this many magazines left. Mm-hmm. Uh, her music spans a number of genres, including bedroom pop, drum and bass, alt pop, and two step garage. I love two step garage. Like <laughs> I know, I know like, that about you. Like I, my fucking my rapped like my number one genre was just rock, which is just mm-hmm. like you just tell me to fucking like end it. Like that's. That's nothing. If I got two-step garage, I would have, like, pledged my sword to Spotify and all of its business practices for the rest of my life. Like, thank mm-hmm. you so much, sir. hmm Uh, yeah. So, that's... Enjoy. And you're gonna like it. Thanks, I will. And I do as well. So. So you... How long has this, like... Did you just sort of in the last two weeks like dip into this and or have you had this remember, person on your was, radar for a while? It was like not not really. And then I was like, oh, she put out a full album and I put that on the short list. And when I was doing my research to to find my next pick, I heard and I said, damn, son, where'd you damn, find son, this? Where'd you find? OK, understood. And then I was like, we got to do this one. So um, in honor, I forgot to do this during the, the meat of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I looked up, uh, Kaput was featured as, uh, in the top 50 albums of 2011 on Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to know, uh, it was number two, um, mm-hmm. on the album of, uh, the top albums of 2011. Would you like to know, um, other albums that made it onto this list? Sure. So number one, it was Bonnie Vare, Bonnie Vare, self-titled. Like there's, okay. in 2011, there's no fucking, valiant effort. There's like, yeah. there's fucking nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Number three was M83, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. That's the one with the Steppin' on the Beach song on it. There's no way you can fucking, like... Mm. You you can't compete with that in 2011. Number eight was Drake, Take Care. Oh, number eight! Number eight. Take Care! So, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Drake, but it seems as if, um, it seems as if Bay of Pigs outsold. Mm -hmm. And number ten was a self-released album called House of Balloons by an upstart group called The Weeknd. Ah, okay, I understand that. So I wanted to. I wanted boys, to give it up. Boys, the liar part two was ranked as the second best song of the year on Pitchfork.com. Oh shit, my be real just went off. Um, <laughs> let's go. Um, so th- so thank you. We're we're going to move from the fucking vampire times of 2011, where we listened to Bonnie Vare, Bonnie Vare, to to, the... to to Pink Pantherus, where we're going to listen to Two Step Garage. Yeah, to last month. Uh, so yeah, these yeah. boys around here, Two Step Garage, baby. Let's go. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you to the beautiful, um, the beautiful Canadian wilderness, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And thank you to, uh, thank you to, to thank you big, to Steve big Man magazine or whatever for... it was called he wanted to be in. Oh yeah. That was where like all the jackass guys met each other in Big Man yeah. magazine. Uh. Um, yeah. Thank you to Steve Martin for being in the Pink Panther movies. I'm sure we're going to be talking about you a lot in the next two weeks. Oh, for sure. Looking uh, forward to it. And we'll see you then. Uh, Semper. Yo, oh, yo, DJ, spin that shit. Squid Games. Squid Games, bye.